to have a conversation with you. Uh, and in my conversation, probably create my operating system or a foundation for the messages that I'll then share. So that I will then pick from whatever I will say now in my conversation with you as we will be preaching going forward. Hallelujah. Uh, we, we are under a very powerful theme this uh, year. Uh, very powerful. But let me start and say in my conversation... Um, I might end up preaching in the conversation, you'll forgive me, uh, but it just dawned on me as we flew into Arare, into Jobek from Arare, and realized that I didn't have three of my kids with me, and my daughter is staying in Namibia, and this is the very first time we have been separated with our child for that long. So it dawned on me that is this going to be how it is when we get to heaven? That you'll arrive there and you, you'd want to see your children. You'll arrive there and see your wife. You want to see your daughter. You want to see that brother that sits in church with you. That you would hug after the service and discuss issues because this is what we are doing here. We are doing this in preparation to meet the master. The journey will not end by just coming to church and dressing well and looking good. The, the, the journey ends in front of the master. So as I flew in, uh, I was seated next to my son and him and my lost born. We are, we are more friends than a father and a child. And the Bible says, uh, um, it's in the book of John, chapter uh, number 15, when Jesus says, my father is a farmer, I am the, uh, the, 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 the grapevine, and you are the branches. And then if you read that portion of scripture, it touches me, it gets to a portion where he says, I don't regard you slaves, but rather friends. It is an intimate kind of a relationship that takes you to that level. So we're busy fighting and poking each other and, and, and realize that this could be going to heaven. This could be us going to heaven, probably then waiting to meet my children. This could be me going to heaven and probably waiting to meet my wife. Will I be there? And is she going to come and meet me there? What is it that I'm doing today that gives me an assurance that my son will rock up there and say, Daddy, I missed you and would hug in heaven? Because heaven is eternity. On earth, it's temporary. This is like a departure lounge. And then we'll fly and get to the destination. We might fight in the departure lounge, but we are not here for long. We might look down on each other in the departure lounge, but we are not here to stay. We are here. It's called a service. Say a service. It's called a church service. Say a church service. This is where we undo the drain plug 
the oil drain plug and let the used oil that has lost viscosity because of the challenges of life as you go through the week. So there are many things that you go through the week that eats into the viscosity of the anointing. And then when you come here, they then hit the engine up and undo the plug and let the oil down. And then you get the fresh oil. And then you get the, the fresh filter. You get the fresh plugs if it's a, 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 a petrol engine. You, you, you get an air cleaner so that, so that you can perform better. But what is the purpose of performing better? The purpose of performing better is to get in front of the master and say, I am a victor. So it's, 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 it's not church as usual when you get to that understanding. It's like if you are driving and then somebody with a funny little car overtakes you and then you look at your car and you think, I'm better than this guy. So you step on your pedal and you start to follow the guy and then you overtake the guy and then you are moving and then the next thing, you nearly miss a kick. And then you ask yourself, what am I doing? I don't even know where this guy is going. Why am I racing with a guy who doesn't know that I'm racing with him? So you then, you then self-rebuke and you check yourself and you calm down and you realize that, ah, I was actually blowing fuel when I was driving fast. This is the nice speed. And then you start to drive well. Do you like that conversation with me? But I think let's do a bit of some reading of the Bible and and stay in the conversation in the conversation yesterday uh, i was sharing uh, and and the lord deposited something god of um, uh, psalm number 92 verse 1 verse uh, 12 which is our theme scripture yes let's let's do that i want to i want to pick something there who can read like my wife if my wife is not reading, do these things work? I have one of them. The one I have seems to be failing. Is it power or something? So Psalm 92. It's my Bible. You can have my Bible. It was good to see Bishop and Amaika Harry. We have called them bishops since 2005 when we came to Faith in God Ministries. I remember when we came to Faith in God Ministries, my wife was pregnant uh, with Miranda. Uh, Miranda is now at the university, so you see how long I've been around. Um, and and, and we, we knew Wakahari as the MC of the MCs, you know? Um, right. I was doing that so you get there with me. You're Psalm there. Psalm 92, verse yes. 12. Yes. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. Mm. He shall grow like a cedar in mm. Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Mm -hmm. they, shall still bear, they shall still bear fruit in old age. Yes. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Mm -hmm. To declare that the Lord is upright. Mm -hmm. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. That's a new kingdom. Yes. We Let's can try a new living translation. 
It should be right at top on top. Mm, there is amplified. There is amplified. Okay, scroll, scroll down, you'll find it. Translation says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees uh -huh. and grow strong like the cedars in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. Uh -huh. They flourish in the courts of our God. Mm -hmm. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. Mm -hmm. They will remain vital and green. Mm -hmm. They will declare, the Lord is just. He is my, my rock. There is no evil in him. Thank you. Thank you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Uh, did I did I take some words from you? You are now all quiet. Like, what are you going to do with us? Uh, I'll pick up. Don't worry. It was quite serious when it dawned on me. It was quite serious that what is it that I'm doing today that will guarantee that the son that the Lord entrusted me with will get to heaven. You know, children are not really yours. And proof is that whenever they're about to fall sick, nobody has a conversation with you. You didn't get that. Let me explain it. I own a car, so I have the keys to the car that I own. No one will jump on the driver's seat and drive off. Otherwise, they'll earn for themselves a name called a thief. Yet when they come to me and ask for permission, if I give them permission and they're involved in an accident, the insurance will still pay for the damages because I had given them my car. I can't say that about this woman because she belongs to God. God has just entrusted me that in my journey waiting to die, I may stay with her. I must then handle her with that understanding that I have been entrusted. She is not mine. The children that I have also, they did not come because we, were, we, we, we paid money or, or we were the super ones. They were given to us by God entrusted for a certain number of years. After those years, they depart and they start to live somewhere else and they leave you. And then they marry and call their spouse their immediate family. And then they look at you and call you an extended family. And they will not even place you on their medical aid. It's just for immediate family, daddy. There's nothing we can do. Why don't you buy Panado? So, so, so now, 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 I think that by God entrusting me, I must see, have something from God for my children that I must give to them when I still can give to them. That will then take them to the right place. It's messing me up. That's when the Lord says you are the pastor, it does not mean that I'm the best guy in church. Hello, pastors? It does not mean that. It, it, I will tell you what happened to me when I was an elder at the cave of Adulam 
and, and Baba came to me and says, we are about to leave this assembly. Who do you think we can leave this assembly with? And I said, sorry and so. Because I did not see myself as qualified. And when the Lord chose me, I believe that he chose me to occupy his office, not because of me, but because of things that he has deposited in my life. Now the duty that I have is to ensure that I give out those things that the Lord deposited in my life. So that I can, by grace, say what Paul said. Paul said, I have fought a good fight of faith. Now, yesterday was a good Friday. It was a good Friday. It's called a good Friday because Jesus said it is finished. Now, what is it that I will say about my life? If God will show up and say, it's time for you and me to leave. Have you expressed, have you given to the world that which the world preserved you for when COVID hit and you were spared because you still carry stuff that's not yours, that belongs to the people that the Lord has entrusted you with? Have you given that out? Are you a vessel that's acceptable to people that when you start to give that out, people can receive it? Do you know that word? Do you know if you, if you open your mouth and, uh, and when there's a storm and you open your mouth, uh, when the storm passes, you'll find sand in your mouth. Do you know if you prepare a very beautiful meal and if you put sand, when people try and eat that, it's not palatable. It's, 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 not, it's not easy to eat that. There are vessels that sometimes when they have cracks and somebody serves you water in a vessel that is cracked, it makes you struggle to receive the good water because of the condition of the vessel. That's why you and I have a duty to live an upright life. Because we are but a vessel. We are but just just a vessel. And and because we are we are but just a vessel, it means I must make sure that I'm clean, I'm upright, and so that you guys can receive the word of God easy. Are you with me? Now, let's do the word. Let's do the word. The Bible says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. I want to have a conversation. I don't want to preach this. Um, I, if God gives me grace, I will share with you the celestial hierarchy. But I want to share that so that you may understand that um, uh, 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 how does the demonic world operate so that you don't live your life wide open and expose yourself and then endanger 
uh, the vessel. But um, uh, uh, it says, it says where I have read that the godly, say the godly, the godly shall flourish like the palm trees. They shall grow strong like the cedar of Lebanon because they are transplanted into the Lord's house. That's how the New Living Translation expresses that. Taking that from a brew and trying to, to bring it into our day-to-day -day English. Allow me to try and explain it further and say, um, uh, the reason why people must be transplanted uh, 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 into the Lord's house is because everybody has got uh, a genealogy that you belong to. And, and, and when you have a genealogy that you belong to, there are diseases that follows that bloodline. And there are limitations that follows that bloodline. There are also spirits, familiar spirits, that follows that bloodline. So when people then say, they are not referring to your great-grandfather's spirit. Because when a person dies, they lose control. But it is the familiar spirits that used to mess up your parents or your great-grandfather. Those are the spirits that the pastors would say, we want to cast out. They don't want to cast out a Jarari from before or a Fate that lived before. They are casting out an evil spirit that messed up with that man. Can I have four men here? So we can have the conversation. Let's have four men. Ah, four men are here. One, two, three. You are the fourth one. You are the fourth one. Good. Four men. Um, now, now, four men. Let's call this. What's your name, Baba? Is your surname? Vengesai. So let's call this is the, the lineage of the Vengesai. And I'm here, I'm the fifth man. So I'm the great, great grandfather. You see me? I am old. I am the ancestor. So I am the ancestor. I gave birth to this son of mine. So the, he gave birth to his son who gave birth to his son, who is now a prophet, and then gave birth <laughs> to DP. So, so it, it, this is our, our lineage. Even if he's a prophet, but he's, he's from the Venges High. You follow me? I am the Venges High. No, so what, what happens in the spirit world is that if there are demons that messes me up, that attacks me, because of my behavior that's not stable. So these demons will come and stay in my body. They stay in my body because I am sovereign. Say sovereign. So I am sovereign. What it means, uh, uh, it's a good word that uh, our president, the late, used to say sovereignty. Right? So I am sovereign. I am whole. I am myself because I am myself. I am not myself because they exist. I am myself independent of them. I have self-determination. 
I can make a decision now that in the middle of the service, I want to go outside and pretend like I'm answering a call when there is no call. I can make that decision because I am independent of everyone. Do you follow me? So I can also allow demons to come into my life because there are illegal demons. Spirits are illegal to be on earth if they are not in a board. They are only legal when they are in a board. But I have great capacity. Say great capacity. The main legion had 2,000 of them. Because when they left him, they occupied 2,000 pigs. That's serious capacity. I'm walking like this, but I'm carrying hobos of them. Now what happens is when I die, the body they were occupying, it's, it's put in a pit. In Zimbabwe, they dig a grave, especially if it's in the rural areas. After digging the trench, they dig another one that goes that side. So when they put a coffin there, they push it on the side so that it doesn't come out. So the demons will start to hover around the coffin, the, the grave. So people then engage uh, uh, daughters-in-laws and they reverse and they sweep and they go home. And then the following morning, they'll say, let's go back and see. Um, it's an interesting thing for me. I, I don't understand old people. I wish there was one here. I would have a conversation with them. They believe that a witch would get to the grave and chide with a stick and the grave would open and they would get inside and puza the dead body in there. And then they get out and chide and it closes and they disappear. Yet they believe that the witch will leave footprints. <laughs> so they go there so the, the, the daughter-in-laws are allowed to engage a reverse gear. Ding, 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 sweeping. So they will be sweeping in a reverse format. The reason for that is so that when they come tomorrow with their microscopic eyes, they can look for footprints of a witch. I asked my uncle and I said, so witches do not have brooms. That if they step there, they can just sweep it. And also, a person with the capacity of opening a grave that will be full of rocks and, and, and asbestos and the soil and all, they can open it with a stick, but they can't rub their footprints. What we do there as an African people is we go there and we then say we want to relate with the dead. So as sovereign, we are now opening ourselves to the spirits. And then after a year, particularly in the heroes, the holy day, the August, is a lovely time. People are not farming. People have finished harvesting. They'll say, let's go and beat the grave. So they go for Kurowa Gua. So he goes with his son. And they say, So, so when they do that, that's when they go there and say, Lord Jesus, Come into my life. 
is the prayer we do when we receive Christ. We don't feel anything unusual. You don't feel kupidua. Kana jesu achipindi. Kunyangwa inesimberno shamise. You don't feel that. With his awesome power, when you are receiving Christ as your Lord and Savior, you don't feel anything. Even your hair does not stand. But we believe that we have received him. We are now new creation. So when he goes with his son, now he goes there and he starts to say things. They don't even know why they say those things. And they're clapping hands. There's a bit of some doro and there's a bit of some, some snuff to sniff. And they say things and then the demons that used to mess me up will get into him and his son. So you will look at the son and you'll see the son behaving like me. He's not behaving like, he's behaving like the demon that used to torment me. So we are seeing them in the son. Why? Because they went there to the grave. Because when Legion was possessed, he went and stayed in the graveyard. Because that's where they hover above graves. Because they don't have a place to go. You follow me? But he can pick up his own. During the process. He can pick up his own. So he took five from me. He can pick up maybe three. You'll have eight. <laughs> so he now has eight. He's giving to his son eight. And then the son has eight. Probably picks up his own when he's gone. And he has got 14. Ish, you pick six. Uh, now he has got 14. Now, now, there is a man who then bumps into a church. And he receives Christ. And, he, and the gift of, of the Holy Spirit starts to manifest in his life. But these demons will say, but you carry our blood. You have our totem. You have our name. One day that you make a mistake, one day that you make a mistake, you open door one day, they get in. So when they get in, they then start to limit a mighty man of God, full of power, but he's limited. He's limited. Why? Because Jesus said, the Bible says, tells us, I don't know if you have read that. It says Jesus could not, say could not, could not do many miracles because of their unbelief. And belief crippled the almighty God. And he failed to do miracles because people were full of unbelief. So if, if Jesus was limited in a particular place, because people looked at him and said, we know him. This is the son of that carpenter. All we expect from him are pushing trays, cough tables, and wardrobes. We know we have his brothers here with us and even his sisters. They did not believe that he was the Messiah. They did not expect a miracle. Therefore, Jesus was limited. So a prophet can then be limited to perform the duties that he's supposed to perform in the office of a prophet. Why? Because he has a bloodline that has issues. He then gives birth to his son. 
who has got some of the 14 that have been dealt with. So he starts to flourish, but in a limited environment. The Bible then says, but the godly, not everyone that this prophet will give birth to, but the godly from his children are, are, are going to be like what? A palm tree. They are the ones who are going to uh, uh, be strong or grow strong like a cedar tree. They are the ones who are going to flourish like a palm tree. Then the verse 18 says, because they are transplanted from the Vengesai lineage, they are transplanted, they are uprooted from that, and then they are now planted in the house of God. Why does God do this? In verse number 15, he says, so that he may make a declaration. So, so my successful in my office as a pastor, my successfulness in my office as a husband, my doing well as a woman, as a man of God, has got nothing to do with me, but everything to do with my manufacturer. Because my manufacturer wants to make a declaration that he is God. Therefore, because he wants to make a declaration that he is God, he then uproots me and plants me in a bloodline that's not cursed. So the godly will then do well. Why the godly? Why not everyone? Because those who are still in the lineage will be limited. So this year is a great year, but not for everyone. But for the godly. For the godly. For the righteous. The Bible says, uh, 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 they, they will declare, the Lord is just. He is my rock. You can't call God your rock if you can't look back and see what the devil used to do to the rest of the family. It is, it is, it is the testimony that comes from the test that makes you open your mouth and say, God is my rock. Why? Because you know that if it wasn't for the Lord, I understand what was following me. If it wasn't for the Lord, I know what ate my brother. If it wasn't for the Lord, I know what ate my father. I know my father was a good man. He got messed up along the way. But I am what I am today because it is only God. Therefore, you can open your mouth and declare that he is your rock. Do you follow me? I will talk about this. I'll find time in the time that I've been given. But let's clap hands for these men as they take their seat. So, so I'm, I'm liking verse number 14. It says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. Say, I will produce fruit. Even in my old age. Come on, let's say that again. Say, I'll produce fruit. Even in my old age. Everything, trees, humans, animals, 
they stop producing fruit when they get old. The reason why they, pro they stop producing fruit when they get old uh, is, is because um, we live in in Kronos. We don't live in Kairos. We live in our lives in years that are determined by the number of seconds in a minute, the number of minutes in an hour, the number of hours in a day, the number of days in a week, the number of weeks in a month, the number of months in a year. We then measure ourselves with that. But when we live in Kairos, we'll behave like Sarah, that even in her old age, she was able to produce. She was not experienced in producing. She had never produced. But so in her old age, because she was flourishing, she was able to produce. You'll become like Elizabeth. That even in your old age, even if your husband doubts it, you can still produce because you are the godly. It does not require the yesteryear experience in order for you to produce now. You can still produce even if you are not experienced in producing. What it means is you can start to run a business at 55, though you never even were able to run a puzzle shop. So you were not even able to run a little tax shop or to sell a time at the corner of the street. You can start to produce fruit in your old age. So you must tell the devil to shut up because there is nothing that you are unable to do. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It means you can own an aircraft even in your old age. When you look back, you see nobody had a car. Even a three-speeder bicycle, nobody owned it. But you can still own a successful business in your old age. Especially in this season, because the hand of the Lord is upon us. Let's go to Ezekiel. I want to sit down. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter number uh, 37. I'm relying on you. Ah, beautiful. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. And he brought me out by his spirit. Say the hand of the Lord was upon me. For he and he brought me out and he brought me out by his spirit and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Right. So, so I want to explain this verse and I'll sit down. Because I think uh, you are doing well. 
you look like you are with me. Are you with me? Yeah. Ah, good. Let's explain this verse. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. It was the hand of the Lord that came upon Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. But what brought him out wasn't the hand of the Lord. It was the spirit. Imagine and hear this with me. Ezekiel was seated or lying down. And the hand of the Lord came upon him. Overshadowed him. Sounds like that conversation that Gabriel had with, with, with Mary. Huh? Let me leave that story. So the hand of the Lord overshadowed Ezekiel. And the spirit of the Lord uplifted Ezekiel out of his body. And he started to float because he was now a spirit being. And then it set him down in the middle of the valley. And the valley was full of bones. Do you know why this theme is important? What are bones? Bones demonstrate that you are unable to recover. The bones also demonstrate that time has lapsed. If I drop dead right now, your faith will be so high because I'm not bones. You can pray for me and bind what needs to be bound and bind even those that doesn't need to be bind, bound. Bind everything and make me rise back to life. But if you rock up and find bones thrown all over the shore, Because you, when you look at the bones, unless you're an archaeologist, you can't even know that this bone, is this, this, is this the leg or is this the arm? Are these the ribs? Is this the skull? You, 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 you can't make head or tell. But what it also means is that my bones are no garika now. Mitumbi, when it's a dead body, it stinks. So it reminds you. It can encourage you to pray. But when they become bones, not just bones. Verse number two tells us that it wasn't just the, the valley was full of bones, but the bones were actually very dry. So when they are very dry, they don't stink. So they don't remind you of a project that died years ago. So you can live with dead things because they are now bones. You can live knowing that you lost a husband and you can get the husband back because he doesn't sting anymore. There is no smell of a husband coming. They are just now bones and very dry. So you can accept things that you, you mustn't accept, but you can live. So you can cohabitate with your failures, a heap of them. But now we have a theme that tells us because God then asked uh, uh, Ezekiel and he said, Son of man, can these bones live? And he said, only you, God, knows. And the Lord said, but I can't make this happen without you, son of man. I need your involvement. I am divine, but I need your physical involvement. Son of man, don't live this year with the mouth shut. Open your mouth and prophesy. 
prophesy to these dead bones. It takes great faith to speak to dead things that have been dead for years. It's easier. As I'm moving around, do you know there's no guarantee that I'll continue preaching and finish? <laughs> do you know subs will come here and deal with you? That what is it that you did to this man? He flew in this morning and he was alive. Who saved him tea? And those who are in the catering department will be in trouble. <laughs> but when I drop dead here, you, are, you, you can pray for me, hoping that I'll resurrect. When I'm old, gone, bones, like when I'm kuseru, kukwavengesai, and you are talking to this son of the prophet, it's difficult to think that you can go in your kumusha. And, and, and pull out the bones of your security and you start to pray for them because people will take you and put you in a very safe place. They will place you in a very safe place. <laughs> but we are operating in an environment where you must behave like somebody who is coming from a very safe place. I want to encourage you that there is, there is anointing in this season of resurrecting things that died in our life. There is an anointing in this season of bringing back that idea that you thought you could not do. Now I want you to know that the Lord is here. There is his hand is upon us. Ezekiel couldn't have flown and be placed in a valley full of bones without the unction of the hand. So there is the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord resembles or means that there is divine involvement or divine intervention in our lives. I'm shutting down. I want you to stand up with me if you may. I know you have attended a lot of conferences. We are almost right in the middle of this conference. I don't want you to go empty-handed. Last time when I was here, I was preaching a message, and I said, I don't want you to be part of the disciples, and I also don't want you to be the part of the crowd that followed Jesus. But I want you to be like Bartimaeus, who was on the side of the road, who did not see Jesus, but who heard about Jesus. And who knew that Jesus wasn't the son of the carpenter, but he was the son of David. And when he spoke to him in that frequency, he was heard, he was given an open check. Jesus asked him, what is it that you want me to do for you? And he says, my rabbi, that I may see. I want you to know that you can have that prayer with God and you'll not leave this conference empty-handed. It's flourishing in storms. When, when others are being, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, it says, a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but I know it shall not come near me. May you be in that kind of an environment. Be transplanted from your, your, your lineage, from your bloodline, and get in your place where you can hear from God in this conference. As the preachers are coming and speaking one after the other, the Lord using different voices and different size of the body, it's for you to have something that you can receive. 
May you receive something from God. Raise your hands and begin to pray. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name that you are faithful. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. We don't want to go home empty-handed. But we pray, Lord, that we are able to receive that which is coming from you. We bless your name and we thank you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen.